Darren. Oh, hey, Justin. Ah, welcome to a new year and a new round of week three podcasts. Woo! That's right, folks. We're back. Uh, where every third week of the month, Darren and I get together and take turns talking about stuff we enjoy. That's really the format of the show. No real more rhyme or, or reason. Yeah, more or less. Yeah. Um, this this month it's my turn, and so I'm going to be talking about one of my childhood heroes. Oh, okay. So, Darren, I have a question. Yeah. What do Bugs Bunny, Woody Woodpecker, um, Barney Rubble, and Tom and Jerry all have in common? They're uh, all animated animals. Besides that. Mm, they were all in their heyday in the 50s? <laughs> okay, yes. No, they <laughs> were all voiced by Mel Blanc. Oh, okay. Whether you know the name or not, Mel Blanc has been a part of all of our childhoods forever. He is... He's noted as being the man of a thousand voices because he has done so many cartoon characters and voiceover work, not just in cartoons, but radio and TV and movies. He 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 is the gold standard for voiceover work. So I thought I would talk a little bit about him. Right um, on. So Melvin Jerome Blank, Mel for short was born in May of 1908 in San Francisco. And he grew up there, and then later his parents moved to Oregon. Um, he began a fondness for voices when he was about 10. Um, so he started at a very early age doing silly voices, different voices, that sort of thing. Uh, when he was about 16, he changed his name from blank, B-L-A-N-K, to blank B L A N C because a teacher mm. a teacher told him he would amount to nothing and would be just like his name a blank. You know, teachers were a lot meaner back in the day. Yeah, they still can be, but there's less tolerance for them. Yeah, but hey, I mean, usually it ends up inspiring someone to be like a creative genius, so I guess coin toss on that. Yeah. Uh so at the age of 19, he began um his acting debut on the radio. And provided voices for multiple characters that kind of got his attention, that garnered his people's attention of him. Um, in 1932, he moved to Los Angeles, where he met his wife, Estelle Rosenbaum. And they married a year later, and they were married up to his death in the 80s. So, married a long time. And he moved around to a couple of different radio stations, but eventually ended up on a Warner Brothers-owned radio station, KFWB, in Hollywood, where he really got his start because at that point he became a regular on the Jack Benny program. Jack okay. Benny was one of the big names of comedy and radio comedy in the 1930s and 40s. Mm -hmm. And he started doing various voices and effects. In fact, there's one uh, particular moment where... Um, Benny had this very problematic automobile that he would always drive. Well, they would use you know recordings of different car effects. Well, one day on live on air, the recording didn't work, 
And so Blank just grabbed a microphone and started doing these sound effects. And from that moment on, Benny's like, you know what? He's, he's got that job. That's his job. In addition to the other characters he was doing. So, you know, a car trying to turn over. <laughs> okay. That, so I was about to ask if it was like a Foley effect thing or if it was just his mouth. It was just his mouth. Okay. It was All right. nice. just his mouth. And that really got him, his name out there. Yeah, for a while, he even had his own show on a CBS network. Uh, he was a regular on the Burns and Allen show, Abbott and Costello's radio show. But in 1936, he joined Leon Schlesinger, who was producing theatrical cartoon shorts for Warner Brothers that would air before movies. Sure. And that is when he kind of cemented himself in history. And he started doing voice work as Porky Pig. And from there just went on. He was the first and almost definitive voice of Bugs Bunny. He just would create these characters out of nowhere. They'd show him a picture and kind of describe the character. And then he would create the voice. And at the end, I will go through a short list of all the characters he's done. Oh, boy. Um, he was originally going to voice um, in Disney's Pinocchio, Geppetto's cat Gideon. Or no, the, oh. the cat the cat Gideon. Um, yeah. He was going to voice that, but they thought the character should be mute. Not, not Figaro the cat, the one from the... Oh, the place that turns the kids into donkeys. You had yeah, the, wolf the and island. The cat. Yeah. Yeah. So... The character was mute aside from some hiccups <laughs> that are left in the movie. So technically, Mel Blanc is in Pinocchio. <laughs> nice. He was also the original voice of Woody the Woodpecker, um, but left after three shorts because, because he signed an exclusive contract with Warner Brothers. Um, and he was very much a big part of the World War II kind of propaganda is not the right word but it is yeah the, know, the world war ii you know yay us kind of shorts yes um what's interesting about blank is he was the first to really um fight for his rights as an actor as a voice actor and gain copyright attention and stuff like that because he he and his estate would go after anybody who was using his stuff illegally, and he was the first one to get an actual credit on screen in Warner Brothers shorts, hmm. where nice. his his contract stipulated specifically voice characterization by Mel Blanc. At first, it was only for like Bugs Bunny cartoons, but then by forty five it was amended to everything that he was in forty five or forty six if he was in the short, he got a credit um by the sixties. His exclusive contract with Warner Brothers had expired. He kept working with them, but they also allowed him to do other stuff for like Hanna Barbera, where he would go on to voice Barney Rubble and Dino in the Flintstones as well as several other characters in the uh, Hanna-Barbera universe. Thinking of Dino, I can, I can hear it. Yeah. <laughs> um, in 
Um, and he would go on to work with MGM Animation and do the vocal effects for Tom and Jerry. Now, they didn't talk, but they would laugh, they would sneeze, they would scream. You know, that was all Mel Blanc. And he was the first voice of Toucan Sam for Fruit Loops. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Um, in 1961, Mel was involved in a, a head-on collision on Sunset Boulevard. He was the only one in his car. And in addition to various broken bones, he was in a coma for several weeks. Doctors were trying any and everything to, you know, get him to come out of it. And after about two weeks, one of the doctors thought, you know what, I'll try this. He walked into Mel's room and said, how are you feeling today, Bugs Bunny? There was a pause, and very weakly, Mel replied in Bugs Bunny's voice, eh, what's up, Doc? (laughs) (laughs) And they started talking to other characters, Tweety and, you know, whatever, and eventually he came out of it. It's almost as if these characters that he created were protecting him and keeping him going. Nice. Uh, let's see. That happened in January, and by March he was he had returned home. As as time went on, he went on to form his own corporation, which basically kept his his talents to him. And he appeared doing he appeared with many stars at the time: Kirk Douglas, Lucille Ball, Vincent Price. He did stuff for the Who, which is just weird. <laughs> Yeah, when you think of it, yeah. Yeah. Um, he would do commercials, and that, he was branching out to more than just cartoons. Um, but he never appeared, or very rarely appeared on screen as himself, or as an in-front-of-the-camera actor. It was always behind-the-scenes stuff. Um, he was the voice of several Warner Brothers characters in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. You know, Bugs, Daffy, Porky, Tweety, Sylvester. That was all him. And he did... He basically did regular work until he was no longer able to. Um, he was an avid smoker until about 1985. And over the time developed emphysema and obstructive pulmonary disease and unfortunately at the age of 81 in 1989 uh, he passed away Um, it's interesting to note that his tombstone at his in his will and at his request reads that's all folks of course it does yeah but I mean this man was an absolute legend in terms of voice actors so here is a short list of characters that he voiced or created the voice for Porky Pig, Daffy Duck, Elmer Fudd, Bugs Bunny, Woody the Woodpecker, Tweety, Pepe Le Pew, Sylvester, Foghorn Leghorn, Yosemite Sam, Speedy Gonzalez, the Tasmanian Devil, Barney Rubble, Marvin the Martian, Dino, the various noises of Tom and Jerry, Secret Squirrel, Speed Buggy, Captain Caveman, Heathcliff, Cosmo Spacely from the Jetsons, and hundreds, if not thousands, of other characters that you wouldn't recognize the name of, but as soon as you heard the voice, you're so like, oh, that guy, that character. Nice. <laughs> That's quite the resume. It is. So, I mean, I grew up watching the Bugs Bunny and Tweety show on Saturday mornings, and they showed old reruns 
of those shorts, it was all male blank. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I know it's kind of hard and unfair to ask you, hey, what's your favorite Mel Blanc character? But let's just stick with Looney Tunes. Like, what is your favorite Looney Tunes sort of moment or short or even character? Uh, favorite Looney Tunes moment, and I come to this, is shortly after the first, you keep out of this, he doesn't have to shoot you now, um, where, you know, Daffy gets shot by Elmer Fudd, walks over to Bugs, Let's try that again. And then they slowly walk through the bit yeah. in a monotone way. And then, aha, pronoun problems. It's he doesn't have to shoot me now. Me now. Well, I say he does have to shoot me now. <laughs> <laughs> so shoot me. Yeah. So I, I love that. That's probably uh, anytime I think Looney Tunes, that's the first thing top of mind. That whole, and I think that's also the one where they're ripping off the posters at the end. Duck season, rabbit season, Wabbit duck season, season rabbit yeah. season, Elmer season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime Bugs and Daffy team up, it's always one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, typically, when you would hear in the earlier, in the old cartoons, when Bugs would say, eh, what's up, Doc? You would always hear this crunch of a carrot. Mel Blanc mm-hmm. was biting into a carrot. And of course then, he was. And then spitting it out so he could talk. <laughs> I I will always have admiration for, um, not just because of what I do for a living, but the, the people who were involved in the old time radio, especially when you had to do your own sound effects and oh, the yeah. Foley artists and all that stuff. That has always just been so interesting to me. So yeah. you know, Mel Blanc, obviously... Uh, a giant when you consider voice acting and just doing things with your mouth that involve sounds. Oh yeah. Um, and thanks to archived, um, audio, they even released stuff with his voice as recent as 2016. Like they, he did a, um, Daffy Ducks rap Rhapsody song back in the 40s or 50s, and they put animation to it, and they released it in theaters in front of a movie. So his stuff is still being shown to the world, even today. Well, and as timeless as a lot of the that stuff is, it'll be shown in perpetuity as long as you know the rights holders don't get stupid with it. Exactly. Um, we're, we're looking at you, Disney and Steamboat Willie. <laughs> Although, you know, it is nice to have uh, our new co-host, um, Steamboat uh, William, here. He's 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 great. Ah! That's all I can say, folks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's a gr- there's a very uh, uh, there's a gray line here between what you can and can't do with Steamboat Willie. And if you cross into that territory where it is Mickey Mouse, yeah, the hammer's going to come down on you. But <laughs> Steamboat William is our new friend. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, he's here with uh, Riverboat Ricky, and uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's all just various. <laughs> that's what you get, folks. It's just various mouse. Huh. But yeah, no. What I mean is like, um, you know, preservation, that kind of stuff, like the oh, old yeah. Hanna Barbera stuff, that kind of oh, thing. Oh yeah. Uh, as long as they maintain 
you know, keeping that in a good quality and upgrading it when need be, then yeah, Mel Blanc stuff is going to be around forever. Absolutely. And while Warner Brothers has issues with some of their superhero stuff, they're they're very good about holding on to what's theirs. That's true. Um, and now that Warner Brothers owns Hanna-Barbera's stuff, their library, that's also going to be taken very well care of. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I love voice actors. I love doing silly voices and impressions. Not very good, but I enjoy doing them. And so my love of that came from cartoons and specifically, unbeknownst to me at the time, Mel Blanc. Well, that's pretty awesome. So I believe it is your turn, my dude. I'll come up with something. All right. See you next time. Bye. Bye.